This is The Spot, a BYU-Idaho radio production where we talk about what you're talking about at BYU-Idaho. Today's hosts are me, Savannah Bewley. I'm Travis Richards. And I'm Colton Schultz. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho radio and or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. Today, we are talking about costumes. Favorite costumes, go. I'd probably say Marvel costumes. I'm a huge Marvel fan, and I definitely uh, am super nerdy about that kind of stuff, especially with Comic-Con and premiere nights. Like, I really want to go to premiere night sometime, but I think one of my favorite costumes would be Spider-Man. But I'd totally buy a Spider-Man costume if it wasn't so expensive. It's like $50 <laughs> for a Spider-Man costume, and I don't have that kind of money, so... I yeah. totally get that. What's your favorite costume you've done for Halloween? Um, I think recently I've dressed up as like my favorite baseball player. Growing up, I wasn't huge into costumes, but now that I'm more of a Marvel nerd or Star Wars nerd, I, I'm more interested in that kind of stuff. But I haven't dressed up in a long time. I'm going to admit that. <laughs> what about you, Colton? Um, I think my favorite kinds of costumes are the ones that people create to be terrible puns. Uh, yes. It's the best. <laughs> like when two best friends are two peas in a pod or something like that. It's, it's the best to me. I just laugh so hard. Um, so those are my favorite that I see. I think my favorite that I ever have been was back in high school I had this really stupid costume which was it was right around the time that Christopher Nolan's Batman was popular Mm -hmm. and so I made a Batman parody whose name was Caution Man and the concept was that he was the worst hall monitor ever but he I I made this cape I, I say I made my mom 90% 90% made this cape <laughs> that was like strips of laid out caution tape and like yellow reflective tape to k- hold it together and it went all the way down to the floor <laughs> it was so cool it, I had like a heavy reflective vest ear protection and like uh, the, the yellow eye goggles and yes. everything and I would just walk very briskly towards people and just be are you being safe are you walking <laughs> that <laughs> sounds awesome yeah, how did sounds, you even that get that idea funny. <laughs> Uh, you, you spend a lot of time being lame, and then the idea comes. <laughs> oh, I just thought of my favorite Halloween costume that I did growing up. Oh? I love Harry Potter, and I dressed up as Harry Potter one year. Oh, that nice. sounds fun. Yeah. Did you have the round glasses? Yeah, I did, and I dyed my hair black. Yes. Oh, no. That's hard to come back from. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I want to get, like, a whole Hufflepuff suit since that's the house that I'm in. Oh, mm. me too. I'm a Hufflepuff as well. That's cool. Yeah, Hufflepuffs are cool. And what about I, you, Colton? Huh? I'm just curious now. What house now, are you in? if you had to guess... What would you guess? Either Gryffindor or Slytherin. Uh, Slytherin. (laughs) I was definitely guessing Slytherin. (laughs) I figured Slytherin, but I also was like, you have some Gryffindor qualities. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. (laughs) You know, you you could be bold and brash or you could be smart. (laughs) So, off of Harry Potter and back to costumes, my favorite costume uh, that I've ever done is I was um, one of the Hocus Pocus witches. And I worked at a radio station with two other hosts, and they were the other two Hocus Pocus oh, witches. Oh, that's awesome. We had so much fun. I was Winnie, and I had the buck teeth and everything. Um, <laughs> it was great. And we did a whole like live 
show as the Hocus Pocus Witches on Facebook, and we got over like 1,500 views. It was the best. That's incredible. I had so much fun with it. But I guess if we go back to like when I was growing up, I liked to play like the cat a lot. Like, I love black cats, so mm. they're like probably my favorite animal. Well, on top of there, but um, anyway, <laughs> I have some others, but but they are definitely up there. And so, uh, black cat is usually my favorite go-to if I'm not doing something extra special that year. Mm. Um, it's usually black cat for sure. <laughs> what did you think of Hocus Pocus too? I haven't seen it yet. I oh. want to watch it so bad though. Like it looks so good. Um, I plan on watching it with my FHE group here soon. So. Um, that is going to be fun for sure. Um, our next little bit here, we talked a little bit about extra costumes, right? So like things that are like extra cool, mm. something that helps a costume. I've always seen the coolest costumes with jack-o'-lanterns. And we had a really <laughs> cool expert we got to talk to. Travis has an uncle. Can you tell us a little bit about him, Travis? Yeah, so my uncle has been carving pumpkins professionally for like 20 to 30 years. And I got to talk to him over the weekend and he gave me a lot of insight about how he goes about finding the designs for his jack-o'-lanterns and how uh, he keeps his professional passion going for so long, and I was really inspired. He's blessed so many people from like multiple generations. He told me that kids love his designs, especially the kid ones that he does, like Disney or other cartoony stuff. And he also like inspires a lot of the older generations. So, so cool. Yeah. And I listened to this whole interview. It's like 20 minutes long. We don't have time for the whole thing right now, but you can check out this special featured interview in between this episode and next episode. We do have time in the middle of this podcast to share this snippet with you. Here's Ken Klinker. How long have you been carving pumpkins? Uh, I'd say I've been doing it fairly seriously for about 30 years. I started out carving real pumpkins. You know, I got to where I was doing more and more elaborate patterns all the time. And so some of those real pumpkins like Jack Sparrow would take me maybe five or six hours to carve and I'd put them out for one night and then have to throw them away. And that's what kind of motivated me to start carving foam pumpkins because I can keep them year after year. I've got a Jack Sparrow now that I probably carved 15 or maybe even 20 years ago and uh, it's still, still on display. I've got a few pointers that really make it easier to carve a real pumpkin. The first thing I do is I cut out the bottom of the pumpkin instead of the top of it. And that way, if I light my pumpkins with Christmas lights, just to set them on a string of Christmas lights. But if you want to put a candle in them, you can do that too. Cut a hole, a little hole in the top to act kind of like a, a chimney for the heat to escape. But if you cut out the bottom, then you can light your candle and then set the pumpkin on top of that and you don't burn yourself trying to light the candle. A lot of people get burned when they're trying to reach down in the top and light a candle. Another pointer I would make is that you should get something to scrape out the inside of the pumpkin wherever you want to carve so that the thickness of the inside, the meat of the pumpkin, is only about a half inch thick. Sometimes you get a pumpkin and it, it might have an inch or two inches of meat inside that if you try to cut through that, it's almost impossible to get a good hole in there and get it to come out. But if you scrape down the inside of that before you start carving, 
it'll make your carving much, much easier and it'll make your pumpkin look a lot better. Another thing that I do is I trace the pattern onto the pumpkin with what they call serral transfer paper. And it's like carbon paper. You put the pattern on it and you trace over the pattern and it transfers that pattern onto your pumpkin. And then you can just cut it out. Rather than use a knife, I use little saws. Most people have probably seen the pumpkin carving kits in the stores during Halloween where they've got some patterns and they've got these little saws in there. And you can use those little saws to carve out the pumpkin. It's easier and safer than it is using a knife. Ah, it's just wonderful to hear what he has to say. He's got such a passion for his pumpkin carvings. And and I know he said that he uses foam pumpkins so he can reuse them. Uh, At one point, he said something about 300 plus pumpkins that he puts out every year. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) It's so, so cool. So I think it would be really cool to use like one of those really awesomely carved pumpkins as like a head for a costume, like the Headless Horseman or (laughs) something. That would be so cool. It would be really, really awesome. So our next little bit here, we wanted to talk about like cosplay costumes or like things that were very impressive to us, things we've seen over the years, uh, the best impressive costumes. Doesn't have to be people you know, but people maybe you've seen online, things like that. That's That's a good question. I think, I mean, coming from a Marvel fan, seeing Marvel cosplay costumes, people go all out. I think uh, you'll always see around the cons, you'll see some pretty incredible like custom-made Mandalorian armor. Yes. And I, I think those have always been fairly impressive, uh, just the different takes that people have on those. And I think it really works with like Mandalorians or clone troopers because in the lore, they customize themselves. And so it sort of gives them that creativity where they can create something that is both recognizable and uniquely theirs. And I think that's one of the cooler things about cosplay in general. I think Star Wars cosplay in general is so impressive. Ayla Secura, mm-hmm. all the makeup people do, it's just impressive. And I think, I don't know, I see a lot of people who do wonderful like Halloween makeup on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool to see like all the details details that they put into their makeup and sometimes it's like wow it would have been so easy to just get a mask but the effort you put into that made a huge difference in your costume it just looked so cool yeah so one of my friends her name is Casey and she just went to FanX a couple weeks ago and she dressed up as Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. <laughs> and she had like the whole costume and the makeup on top and she wore like a bald cap. But she didn't dress up as normal Aang. She dressed up as Ember Island Aang. And if you've seen the show, Ember Island is a play just recapping the whole show. And I thought that was super cool. And like all of her, all of her friends that she went to Fan X with dressed up as like Katara and Zuko and that is awesome and so they all went together as a group yeah that is so cool oh my goodness I've seen so many interesting and impressive costumes a lot of them tend to be wicked witches or just I love the the Halloween makeup people do some of the detailed work is just amazing what people can do with it even the things that make you look like you have an axe in your head (laughs) or or I don't know just like you're missing fingers 
Avengers or, you know, it's just, it's cool. And, and I feel like there's a lot of cool zombies that I see out there a lot that are just like so detailed oh, and yeah. just so cool to see. Um, and it's funny if you think about it, because those are some of the easiest costumes. All you have to do is find some of your old clothes or buy some old mm-hmm. clothes from DI and rip them up, you know. But if you do the makeup well. Yeah. And. That's one thing that I used to think was, like, impossible to do, but a few years ago, and by a few, I mean many, but I'm old and I don't like thinking about it. Um, (laughs) A few years ago, uh, I went with my buddy, and his girlfriend at the time was into, like, makeup and stuff, and she's like, yeah, no, I can do some gore effects, and so instead of, like, just having, like, red paint on our faces, she took this mixture of, like, it was, like, part water, part glue, and then she soaked, she, like, tore these cotton balls up, right, and she soaked them in it, and then she would apply it to the face so that it would stick, and then you'd paint over that, and it looked like like your skin was broken and like puffing up and then you'd paint over that and so it gave it like this texture and this detail that brought the the zombiness to another level and it was pretty simple it's absolutely the coolest thing ever like i we did we talked a little bit about haunted attractions last week and uh the the costume makeup that they do for those um and i've seen the latex that they use where they do something similar like you were talking about Colton where they mm-hmm. they tear it up a little bit and they add it to your skin to make it look like your skin's falling off it is so cool so cool <laughs> those are some awesome um, makeup ideas but we also thought about some costume ideas and and some costume examples um, Colton was able to talk to a few other students these are some of the examples and ideas that they gave us the idea I've had for a, a good Halloween costume was the tunnel snakes from the Fallout series. Basically, just think post-apocalyptic greasers. Uh, I thought it was a fun idea, easy to do. Uh, some of the stuff is a little hard to get, like a like a good leather jacket, but if you just have like an old weathered one lying around, it's a fun idea. When I was 13, I may or may not have decided to be Robin Hood and literally spent like 15 hours making a bow out of a walking cane that I had and it took, oh my gosh, it took forever. And then I also made the cape, which turned out pretty cool. And it's probably one of the best costumes I've ever made. I totally didn't make it just so I could LARP. My sisters, they dressed up as an old lady in the bathtub, meaning they had a laundry basket that they would put their legs through and then they attached all these balloons to it to make it appear like it was bubbles. And then they wore a, a shower cap and Um, They did all these little other things to make it appear like it was a bathtub. That bathtub one, though, perfect. It sounds so fun. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It reminds me of um, Karate Kid. I was about to call him the Kung Fu Kid. Uh, The Karate Kid, I think it's two or three. He goes to a Halloween party as the Invisible Man. But all that he's doing is he has a little plastic tub and a shower curtain. So whenever he sees the guys that are going to go and beat him up, he just closes the shower curtain and they can't (laughs) see that it's him. It does sound like something like that. I think it's just ingenious, just some of the ideas people come up with, especially Mm -hmm. like you were telling me earlier, the costumes where people are together, like our pun costumes. 
costumes or things like that. So that bathtub one, I kind of want to do it now, not going to lie. <laughs> and now you know how? Now I know how. Got to get some blue balloons and some rubber duckies and <laughs> a little bit of a laundry basket. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've heard of other costumes that you can be kind of creative but also a little bit cheesy with. One of them I looked up at some point... I don't even remember, but I saw one talking about um, being a movie theater floor. And what you do is you just put a bunch of popcorn and snacks all over you and you call yourself a movie theater floor. And I was like, that one's so cheesy, but also great. It's pretty creative, yeah. Yeah, That's a mood, though. It's a mood. Some days you just feel like a movie theater floor. That's okay. It's okay. Netflix and chill, doing a costume like that would be super cool. Oh my gosh. Somebody's Netflix and the other person's chill. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) That is so amazing. I think, I don't know, one of my favorites that is just a classic is just the vampire. Just Mm -hmm. a classic vampire. So cool. And even like people specifically who do Dracula and like they get all the like time period clothing and all of that. It is just the coolest to see. I love it so much. Any other classic costumes you guys really enjoy? Oh, so a classic costume that one of my friends did last year. Um, Actually two of my friends. One of them is like super buff and he works out a lot, but the other one is super skinny. So but they both have blonde hair, so one of them was Captain America with the shield and all of that, and the mm-hmm. other one was, uh, I forgot Captain America's name. Uh, Steve Rogers? Yeah, Steve Rogers with, like, the oh, army. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's that awesome. That is cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think my favorite classic costume has to be like the the kid that is just wrapped in toilet paper and is a mummy something about that aesthetic is just so funny to me it's so cute too just mm-hmm. the kid wanting to be there and just wanting to be a part but also just doing something ridiculous mm-hmm. you know uh we used to do we used to do uh my sister used to do like kid parties and one of the things where what you would do is you'd have these little challenges and one of them in the October months was you would have to make one of your team members a mummy as quickly as possible. And so you're like running around them taking turns so you don't get too dizzy spinning around the guy. Some people tried spinning the guy. And, and the, running around? Yeah. The, <laughs> the best solution was somebody grabbed like a stick and stuck it through the toilet uh, through the toilet paper roll and so it would spin on its own as they're spinning him and th- so oh. it didn't break because that was one of the big problems is it would break you'd have to tuck it in and start over uh, but just having it like there you're able to go around them really quick and it was it was fun that's awesome <laughs> little Halloween party games are the best I love how we can just do some fun things like that mummy costume or I don't know painting people is fun especially if you're trying to do it quick and trying to have the best costume at the end so great so great what are we doing this year? What are your plans for this year, guys? I'm still trying to figure that out. Like I said, I don't dress up too often. But do you guys have any ideas of what I should dress up or if, like what my costume should be? I'm trying to think of like good, simple ones that you can wear but don't have to be like showing off too much. Yeah, I also don't uh, want to spend a lot of money. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you can put together a pretty simple Han Solo one with just like a navy vest, a button-up shirt underneath, and okay, I could probably find some stuff at DI yeah. if I were to do that. What's it called? It's uh, like it's like Disney Bound or whatever, where it's like it's not a full costume, but it's kind of it's the aesthetic. Yeah, I've done that a few years before. One time I was a, uh, it wasn't Disney, but it was um, one of the doctors. Uh, Mm -hmm. companions and I just picked one of her outfits and then just found one as closely as possible to her outfit and then there you go and that was it it wasn't too hard to it was pretty cheap Um, good way of doing it just find a TV character you like and find an outfit they wore one day and use it you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely okay I'll (laughs) I'll figure out something though that's one of the cheapest ideas, I and you can just go to DI and find something, you know. It's usually pretty, less than $10, $20, you know. It's pretty cheap, pretty cheap way of doing Halloween. How about yeah. you, Colton? What are you doing this year? Uh, so, at this point in the podcast, people don't know it, but they already know what I'm going to do. Because one of the people that I interviewed, <laughs> uh, we're going in on the costume together, uh, and that's the Tunnel Snakes costume from Fallout 3. <laughs> yes. So we're going to be Tunnel Snakes together. <laughs> As long as we can find somewhere to go. One thing that he was talking about, he's like, I don't want to just like dress up and then sit on the couch and watch Halloween movies still. I want to go somewhere and do something that isn't lame. Just walk around campus asking yeah. people for candy, you know? Because <laughs> we're the tunnel snakes and Actually, we rule. <laughs> did you guys get like grease? Are you going to get grease for your hair? I have grease already. Yes. Uh, yes. Perfect. I don't, I, I don't try as hard when I'm coming just to regular school, but when I need to. <laughs> You've got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the voluptuous hair. It works. It just works. <laughs> I think this year I'm going to be doing a Halloween party with my buddies. Um, oh, nice. We're probably going to do like special potluck, like a Halloween potluck. So everything's going to be Halloween themed. Oh. <laughs> Dirt pudding, but with worms, you know. Oh, and, nice. And like, you know, fun punch and things like that. Gut um, spaghetti. Yeah, gut spaghetti, all kinds of fun stuff like that. But I think I'm trying to decide whether I want to do a group costume um, like because a lot of us are Stranger Things fans so uh. we might do something like that or um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a specific character from Stranger Things that I would want to be um, except for like maybe one of the boys but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense I guess for me but um, I, I just love yeah. the idea like, that everyone's dressed as like just people from the 70s or 80s and then <laughs> one person has to be in full demon costume makeup. <laughs> right? It's so great. I love Stranger Things so much. And I think... Me and some friends did a Stranger Things themed Halloween a few yeah, years ago. And it's so I great. was Jonathan. Yes, I could see that. I could see that. Jonathan's great. And that's the thing. is like my favorite characters are the male characters. And I guess I could be the male characters if I wanted to. I just feel like I would pull off one of the female characters better because I'm a female. So it yeah. makes more sense, right? Um, but I don't know. I, I can't decide. After this season, it's been difficult to figure out which characters I... I um, like the best, I guess, and which ones I would want to, I would want to be. But I also thought about just doing a classic vampire. That would be fun. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just pale makeup and, and teeth. And there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm done and I'm ready, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I like that costume. I like vampires, but I object to them being costumes because I think humanity should just move towards that aesthetic as a whole. Just everybody just pale makeup again and always. <laughs> Men should wear capes and it just needs to be a thing 
and and ties should go from the singular thing to the actual like little bow uh, thing. Everything would just every world problem would be solved <laughs> if people looked more like vampires. Yeah, world hunger, everything. Every, you'd just feel better about yourself and more aristocratic, which would drive you. Colton, maybe you should just be wear this the way you want. I can't because <laughs> of a lot of reasons, but primarily because I'm poor <laughs> and because I, I, I'm from Las Vegas. So that many layers of black clothing is actually a death sentence. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll start amassing it while I'm up here. Yeah, I was about to say, Idaho's pretty cold. It's not the same as Vegas. Yeah, no, no. no. Especially in this time of year, right? <laughs> I oh, do. Definitely. I do have a cape. It's like a half cape, though. It's really hard to get, like, full capes without having them custom made, without them being, like, really cheap. Right. Because, like, I, I asked a guy, I'm like, do you have any full-length capes here? And he's like, not on hand. We can take your measurements. And I'm like, oh, frick. Oh, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Also, you know, it's probably like eighty dollars, <laughs> fifty so, to eighty bucks. So the one that I bought was eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah. And it was not a full cape. It was not custom. Oh my gosh! But it's like wool. It's very warm. It's very well made. Oh, I love the cape. I'll have to bring it in. So it's warm enough to keep you warm in Rexburg on, no, on Halloween night. No, seriously, like. I'll be in the air-conditioned uh, apartment, and I will just put it on, and I'm just sitting there, and I'll start sweating within a minute. Nice. That's Dude, awesome. it's so nice. <laughs> Wear capes. Bring, Wear capes. Bring them back. It makes me think of The Incredibles when Edna Mode is like, no capes. <laughs> no capes. <laughs> the no exact capes. opposite. See, we're not superheroes, so we don't have to worry about being sucked into a plane engine every day. <laughs> we could dress as superheroes, though. We could. That would be a fun costume, and a lot of times that's pretty cheap too. All you have to do is get, get like the you know suit. the morph suit, yeah. and then a cape, and, and you don't have to have a fancy cape like Colton. <laughs> you, you can just get a regular cape. I would need a fancy cape. <laughs> <laughs> but you could do the regular cape. You could totally make up your own superhero, just like Colton was saying earlier with Caution oh, Man. Caution Man was so cool. <laughs> Well, everyone have a happy, happy Halloween from The Spot Podcast. You've been listening to The Spot, a production of BYU-Idaho Radio. Today's hosts were me, Savannah Bewley. I'm Travis Richards. And I'm Colton Schull. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. This episode was edited by me, Savannah Bewley. Producers were the hosts with supervision by Brandon Isle. Our theme music is Finding Happiness by DJ Quads and The Perpetual Ticking of Time by Artificial Music. To listen to more episodes of The Spot, like and follow us on social media or visit our website, byui.edu slash radio, and click podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to the BYU-Idaho radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get podcasts. And also, leave a review of the show and leave a comment on what we should talk about next.